0: Folks, get your Bible. If you didn't bring one, you can use your phone. Uh, and we're going to be in Luke chapter 10 today. And so while you're getting everything ready, let me ask you the question. Make sure you're still awake. Here we go. Here's the question Are you ready? Nous sommes prêts. Are you ready to study God's Word today? Okay. Because His Word is the foundation upon. Which we build our lives. And so uh, in this series, we've been seeing how life together is an important theme all throughout Scripture. That we need each other, we need relationships, we need friends, and we know that church is a place of ministry. But here's the question that I want to ask to you today Have you ever thought about this? Do you ever think about your home? As a place for ministry, est-ce que vous pensez? I'm still learning my French, right? Est-ce que vous pensez que la maison est une place pour le ministère? Do you think of your home as a place for ministry? Now, for some of you, this is this is all old news. You've been doing this for years. But for some, maybe today what we're going to talk about is a whole new concept. Uh, There was a family who opened their home and invited some guests over. And as they all sat around the table to get ready to eat, they asked their six-year-old son, would you pray a blessing for our meal? And the little six-year-old said, but mom, I don't know what to pray. And she said, it's okay, son. You just say what you've heard me say. And so obediently, he bowed his head and prayed, "Oh Lord, why did I invite these people here today?" <laughs> it's, it's kind of scary. You never know what's going to happen when you invite people into your home. A pastor was invited into some uh, a family's home, and, and he asked the little boy, "Do do uh, do you uh, do you love God?" And, and, and the little boy says, yes, I love God. In fact, he lives here in our house. And the pastor said, well, of course he lives in your house. God is everywhere. And the little boy said, no, you don't understand. He lives right here in our bathroom. And it, what do you mean, in your bathroom? He said, yes, every morning my father stands outside of the bathroom door. And shouts my god are you still in there (laughs) And and, and so we're in Luke chapter 10 in this passage there are two sisters and they are both wonderful people who want for others to feel welcome in their home but they approach it in different ways and so beginning in Luke 10 verse 38 As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. So this woman named Martha opened her home to Jesus as a place of ministry. And then we meet her sister. It says that she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he had to say. So where was Mary? She was at the Lord's feet. And what was she doing? Mary was listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. And so she came to him and she asked, Lord, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself. Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. And so there are these two sisters who... It seems that they live together in the same home. And they're both wonderful people who want the same thing. They both want for for people to feel welcome in their home, but they go about it in different ways. And so let's talk about this for a minute. What is the difference? I want to suggest to you today that Martha was more concerned with entertaining, Martha was more concerned with entertaining. She's trying to make sure that everything is perfect, because it's stressful when people come over to the house, isn't it? And so she wants to make sure that everybody's drink has just the right amount of ice, which I want to make a public announcement for you. My wife is from the States, and she thinks that it's important for Canadians to know that ice is this thing that Americans put in their drinks. Are you familiar with the concept? It's not just in rivers. They actually put it in drinks. And, and then she's trying to fold the, the, little, uh, the little napkins into fancy animal shapes. And Canadians want Americans to know that a napkin is called a what? A, a serviette. Exactly. See, I'm just here to bring cultural understanding uh, between all people. And so Martha is fixing a fancy little flower arrangement. And, you know, she's putting designs on the cake to just make sure that everything is right. I think it's really funny that her name is Martha. Because I wonder if she is the great-great-great-great-great-great-grandmother of Martha Stewart. (laughs) Do you know any of our our folks who are new to Canada? uh, There is this American lady named Martha Stewart who is all about making your home perfect, right? And I, I look at this picture. I do not know what she's doing to torture this pumpkin. What this pumpkin ever did to her with this industrial tool, I'm not sure. But, but my, my wife used to watch Martha Stewart all of the time when she was really popular. This was before she went to jail. Did you know something? <laughs> if you don't know the story, it's an interesting story to look up online. But, but uh, one time I walked by the TV and, and Martha was uh, making this fancy centerpiece, a flower arrangement, and as she's putting on the finishing touches. She says, and this centerpiece will make any dinner party a success. And I was like, that's what it takes to make dinner a success? Don't you have to have food or something? And, but no, she says, all you need is a nice centerpiece. And decorating is good. Listen. Listen, it is a gift and a skill. We are blessed to have wonderful people here at the church who who know how to decorate and and make wonderful food and and provide uh, wonderful uh, places for entertaining and making people feel comfortable. And so don't get me wrong, we love Martha's. Please don't misunderstand. Martha's are wonderful. Without Martha's, things would be a mess. But it appears that Mary was more concerned with hospitality. Because where was Mary all this time? Mary was spending time with the guests. She was listening to them and asking questions. And folks, here is the tragedy. Some people think that because they don't have nice things, They cannot be hospitable. Let me say this again. Don't miss this. Some people think that because they do not have nice things, they cannot be hospitable. Oh, you know, my home isn't big enough, and I'm not a good cook, and and I don't have all the nice plates and everything. But listen, that is not the point. Hospitality isn't about having nice things. It's about relationally making people feel welcome. Les, uh, les gens se sont les bienvenus. It's so that people feel welcome. and Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus, and they're spending time together. Look at here in Luke chapter 10 where Martha gets upset and she starts to complain. And she says, Jesus, you need to tell my sister to get her lazy bones in here and help because this place needs to be cleaned and vacuumed and and polished and spick and span and everything has to be perfect. But in verse 41 and 42, Jesus says, Martha, Martha Stewart. (laughs) Jesus said, you are worried and upset about many things. You're uptight and stressed, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. Now look closely. Did Jesus say that all the preparations and decorations are a bad thing? He didn't say that. All the stuff that she was doing was good. Did Jesus say that it was wrong for for Martha? to have nice things and make sure that everything is pretty. No, Jesus didn't say that. But, but I think here's the point. I think the point is, Jesus is saying that time together is more important than everything being perfect. You see, it is true in worship. Really, this is a story about worship because Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus spending time with the Master. And it's also true in relationships. Time together is more important than everything being perfect. Have you ever ever noticed that there's this thing that we do where, where so often what we'll do is we'll say, you know, oh, this was great. We really need to get together. What do we say? We really need to get together sometime. Yeah, exactly. Sooner. We really need to get together sometime. And the person says, oh, yeah, that's great. We ought to do that sometime. And then sometime becomes no time. And so how about just, just stop and say, how about, how about this week? Hey, let's get our calendars out. Can we do coffee on, on Thursday? Or, or here's another thing that we do. We'll, we'll be talking with someone and they'll share their burdens and their struggles. And then, and then as a good Christian person, here's what we'll often say. We'll say, oh, you know, that, that sounds so hard. I tell you what, I'll be praying for you and then we walk away. But what if instead, what if we were to stop in the middle of the conversation, and instead of saying, I'm going to pray for you, how about we stop and say, could we just stop and pray right now? And pray with and for the person in the moment to let them know that we care. Here's another thing I think that we see in this story, that people take priority over property. Uh, let, Let me say it another way relationships matter more than a clean floor. And uh, the reason that I say it that way is because I'm a guy who cares greatly about clean floors. Like, I like everything to be neat and straight, and you know, I, I, just, I pay attention to all the little details. And uh, those of you who are getting to know me pretty well, maybe you've already picked up on this. But uh, if you don't know me, I'm gonna let you know uh, a little bit of why I need therapy. <laughs> that, that, like, at, at home and at the office, and in, even in some public places, I don't walk in the middle of the floor where everybody else walks. Do you know where I walk? I walk along the side by the wall where nobody else walks because, in the middle, the carpet is all worn out. And nobody walks along the side. And so so I want to even out the wear patterns. And so literally, if you watch me walk up when when nobody's looking, if you're with me, I probably won't do this. But when nobody's around, I walk up the stairs to the office here, and I walk on the outside lane. And when I open the door, instead of opening the door with the same door that everybody else opens, and the the carpet is worn down there, I open the other door where nobody else opens so that that the carpet wears down more evenly, and it'll last longer and look better. Better, and I know, Lord Jesus, I need help. Uh, don't, don't feel bad for me. Feel bad for Tracy. <laughs> amen. I thought that would get an amen. And so, uh, and so uh, you know, I, I like clean walls. I like straight pictures on the wall. Anybody else who straightens pictures? I'm not the only one. There, uh, there is this wonderful app that I have found on my iPhone that has a level on it. Did you know that it's on there? And so it's wonderful because everywhere I go, I can straighten pictures with that level. And Tracy says, Joel, if we ever go into someone's home and you get out that phone to straighten their pictures, boy, I'm going to hurt you. And, uh, and so just keep that in mind. And so I, I can't even tell you. How many things have been broken in our home over the years by other people? Family heirlooms and wedding gifts and uh, things, plates that have been dropped and scratches on my piano. Oh, that one hurts. And, and we had one guy walk right through our screen door, just took it right with him. <laughs> just, and, and that kind of stuff can hold us back from inviting people to spend time together in our home. Listen, if that is our priority... But property, while it is important, is not as important as people. And when you look around this church building, there are nicks and scratches and things. And it drives me crazy. It really does. You've already gotten some insight into that. But we have so many people who work hard every week. Thank you to those of you who, who, who work and invest your time and your energy. Thank you for for giving to help keep things up to date and and help us be able to to have a facility that that can minister to people. Thank you for those of you who care enough. I see sometimes when when somebody's walking along and you bend over and pick up a piece of trash and throw it in the trash bin, or when you're in the washroom and you take a, a, a piece of paper towel and you wash up around the sink where somebody made a mess, See, that that is an act of servanthood for the kingdom of God. We want this place to be a place of excellence, and the same can be true in our homes. Listen, we here's the problem at church: is as we grow, more and more people come in each week to mess things up. <laughs> that's okay. It's good. In fact, that that's one of the things of, that's this is the very reason that we do rentals and we invite all different groups in from our community in concerts and graduations and, and uh, all kinds of events. I was talking to somebody just this week who doesn't really know anything about the church and they said, oh wow, you have a lot of rental groups that come in and you do. And they said, yeah, but they said, I bet that, that brings in a lot of money for the church. <laughs> I was like, oh no, it does not. <laughs> I, I was like, that, that's not why we do it. We do it to be a place that is hospitable to the community, to let them know we care, we're here for the city, that we didn't just build this place for us, we built it to let people know that Jesus loves them and they are welcome here. And so property is important, it really is, but people are more important. Number three, I think in this discussion where she's listening to Jesus, if we were to, to flesh this out, I think we could say this, that it's, it's good to ask questions and be interested in people's lives. See, when, when I make a, a concerted effort to be interested in other people, all of a sudden I find that other people are actually interesting. <laughs> Have you ever known somebody who can carry a conversation? And when I say carry it, I mean they literally carry it and never set it down for anyone to pick up. (laughs) Like, you don't even have to be there. You're you're in the other room and they're still talking. Uh, There was uh, two boys were talking about how great their fathers are. And one boy said, my father is so smart that you tell him any subject and he can talk about it for a whole hour. The other boy said, that's nothing. My dad can talk for a whole hour with no subject at all. (laughs) And so the key, listen, the key is having a two-way conversation. That yes, we, we can share about ourselves and share what God has done in our lives. But it's so important to ask questions, be interested in other people and, and learn about them. The great British statesman William E. Gladstone went to a banquet one night. And he was seated next to a young woman at the dinner table. The very next evening, that woman was at another fancy dinner, and Gladstone's political opponent was there, Benjamin Disraeli. And so someone asked her, what was it like back to back sitting next to these powerful and important men? And she said, well, she said, after the evening beside Mr. Gladstone, I left that night impressed Because I thought, surely he is the most clever man in all of England. She said, but then the next night I sat next to Mr. Disraeli. And he made me feel as if I was the most clever woman in all of England. Folks, that is brilliant and insightful. The difference between trying to impress people with how great we are. And being interested in learning what makes them great. Dale Carnegie says that you can make more friends in one week by showing interest in other people than you can in three years by trying to get other people interested in you. It's the difference between trying to impress people and actually beginning to care about people. There was a a great hostess in Washington named Pearl Mesta who uh, was considered one of the great hostesses where all the famous and, and, and rich people and celebrities would say that she just had the greatest parties. And one time she was asked, what is your secret to success? And she said, you would think it would be my lovely home or, or all the, the wonderful food or all of the beautiful decorations. She said, but really it's not. She said, the secret is in the greetings and the goodbyes. The greetings and the goodbyes. She said, whenever anyone arrives, I always make a big deal and say, oh, we're so glad that you're here. We we were hoping that you would come. And then when they leave, she said, oh, it's so sad that you have to go. We will miss you. It's in the greetings and the goodbyes, she said. It's, It's so simple. Be interested in other people care about what is going on in in their life if you look at this word hospitality there's something really interesting here what is the root of the word hospitality everybody say it together hospital what is a hospital a hospital is a caring place where people find healing and attention and folks that's our calling as christians as a church, as a whole, and each of us as individuals, to be a caring place where people can find healing and attention through your ministry, through your care and concern. And so here's the challenge. Would you consider making your home a place of ministry? For years, something that Tracy and I uh, have done is, uh, she's a wonderful hostess, and and we have... uh, made it a pattern each year to invite our neighbors to come to our house as a social gathering, invite all the neighbors at the same time. and It doesn't have to be fancy. Sometimes it's just ice cream, uh, but just to come together as a, as a group of neighbors. And so we moved into a new house last year. And uh, this neighborhood is an, an existing neighborhood, but as, as we moved in, we're the new people. And, and so we, we invited all the people who live around us uh, to come to our, our home one evening at Christmas time. And, uh, and so we just asked, you know, for all those who've lived here for 20 years, has this ever been done before? And the answer was, never had there been a time when neighbors were invited to come together in somebody's home. And that's probably true in your neighborhood as well. It's probably true in your neighborhood as well in fact there's a, there's an amazing thing we'll talk about it in detail sometime but but in uh, there's this amazing thing in the bible that we today can call a matthew party have you ever heard of a matthew party a matthew party is what matthew the tax collector did where he had all of his people who were not into jesus invited them to their home and he invited jesus and some of his christian friends to come into his home so that they could get to know one another it's called a Matthew party. And so for some of you, maybe, maybe it's a Matthew party that you could throw. You could invite some of your, your friends who don't know Jesus and some of your friends who do know Jesus and just let them hang out together. And listen, making your, your, your home a place of ministry does not have to be expensive either. We have found that pancakes are really cheap and easy, right? We can, just about anybody can afford pancakes. And, uh, and also, maybe your home is not set up for guests I understand that that's the the point is an attitude of invitation and hospitality so if you can't do it at home maybe you could invite somebody to lunch or here's here's a great one this is one of my favorites just invite somebody to Tim Hortons for a cup of coffee who can do two dollars anybody can do two dollars right two dollars Tim Hortons cup of coffee And so the question today, this is the challenge. I want to encourage everybody to make a commitment to do this. Will you pray, God, who do you want me to reach out to? Maybe it's someone right here at the church who you have not met or someone you haven't connected with in a long, long time. Maybe it's somebody you've never met and you just go up to somebody because you feel like God lays it upon your heart to talk with them and invite them out for a cup of coffee maybe. Or even here at the cafe, you could buy them a coffee (laughs) here in the atrium. Maybe it's a single person. Maybe it's a neighbor or a coworker or someone you go to school with. But I simply want to ask this question. You don't have to commit to exactly what your response is going to be. All I wanna ask you to do is commit to willingness. Will you pray, God, show me who I can be a Mary and Martha to this month. We are so grateful for those who are opening up their homes for small groups. We have a whole new launch of small groups this fall, actually this week, and you're going to hear a little bit about it at the end of the service for just a minute, about our small group kickoff this week. But with our existing groups and our new small groups that are starting here at the end of the month, we have, are you ready? 40, 40 small groups where people come together. <laughs> so good, so good. And we just wanna take a minute and thank you to all of our host homes and all of our small group leaders. For doing this very thing that we've talked about today, to make our homes a place of ministry, to make our hearts a place of ministry, to care for and minister to people in our lives. Let's stand together. And so, Heavenly Father, we pray today with gratitude for your love for us, how you have invited us to come into your family. You have invited us into your home so that we can have a relationship with you and be your children, with you as our Heavenly Father. And so, Lord, we thank you for how you have graciously welcomed each of us into our family, into your family so that together we can do the same for others. So may we have a mindset of ministry as we reach out to our neighbors, as we reach out to those around us, as we reach out to new people in the church, maybe as we, we even just take people out for coffee continue to develop in us a spirit of hospitality. Lord, we pray your blessing on our new small groups that are launching this month. May beautiful ministry and relationships take place as we share the love of Jesus in our community. And it is in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say... Amen. Hey Pat, come on out here, man. Hey, that was so Pat, good, Pat. Pat, Pat. You can great. stay on your feet for just a second. We're gonna let you go, but Pat, this
1: week, Wednesday night. All right. Here's the deal. I know that small groups are kind of a new thing here, so I just want to give a few last. Do you details. want them to sit or stand? No, they
0: could stand because it's going to be so good. If you want to sit, you can. We're not forcing you. All right. Because I know Pat, you might want to sit. No, no, no. This (laughs) is
1: the last week that you're going to see this T-shirt on me for a little while. All right. So I'm pretty excited, which means today is the last day that you have to sign up for a small group. So when you leave the service today, this is your last chance. This afternoon, how this is going to work is we're going to be placing everybody into groups this afternoon. So you're going to, if you've signed up you're going to get a call from your small group leader welcoming you to their group all right and they're going to invite you to small group kickoff this Wednesday night at, at 6:15 6:15 this Wednesday night here at the church yeah and there's child care so if you have kids bring them we'll look after child care and my favorite we're going to have food Yay. all right so just come here sign up to a group last chance today you'll get a call from your small group leader Show up Wednesday, and you guys will begin the journey of doing life together. So
0: if you have registered, and you say, but I haven't gotten a call yet, remember, the small group leaders are going to be calling in the next two days or so to invite you to Wednesday night small group kickoff if you already registered. So go ahead and put it on your calendar, even though you haven't been notified yet by your small group leader, okay? Okay? And then the, the other thing with that was there was something else.
1: If, for some reason, you can't sign up for a small group right now, because there's a lot going on, in January, small groups, you will have another opportunity to sign up for groups. So there'll be another launch for more groups starting in January.
0: And so in order to get signed up for this launch, though, they need to do it before they leave today. Is that right? Exactly. Before you leave today. You can do that at the small group kiosk, or you can just sit where you are and do it online, on your phone, if you would like. Okay? Also we want to invite our prayer team to come forward and every Sunday at the end of the service we have our prayer team here for you. If you need someone to pray with you, maybe you're struggling with something today. Maybe you have a heartache that you need prayer for. Maybe you have a financial issue or a relational issue or a physical issue. If you would like someone to pray with you today, we invite you here at the end of the service to go ahead and come right down front and we would love to minister with you today. Go in the peace of God and may his light shine through you as we live out this mission. Here we go God's love in us to the world. Why? Love Jesus. Oh, you guys are awesome. Go and do it in the name of Jesus.